This is the state for Friday, September 16th, where we bring you the headlines that matter. I'm Rachel Fulton. Today's weather forecast is predicting a bit cloudy, but mostly sunny, with a high of 83 and a low of 63. This weekend, weather looks about the same, with Saturday with a high of 84 and a low of 67. Sunday is predicting mostly sunny skies in the day and thunderstorms likely in the evening with a high of 81 and a low of 66. For our first headline of the day, on September 7th, senior Kelsey Coyne purchased a sub sandwich, a bag of chips, and a drink from Subway on Grand River Avenue in East Lansing. When she walked back to her car, she took a bite of her sandwich and noticed a foul smell. She attributed the smell to the parking lot she was in and decided to continue eating at home. When she realized that the smell had followed her home, she noticed a brown substance on the wrapping paper of her sandwich, which she said might have been feces. Coyne then took pictures of her wrapper and sent them to her sister for further confirmation and placed the sandwich in a cooler on her porch. The next morning, Coyne reached out to the East Lansing Police Department to get the substance sampled. ELPD Captain Chad Pride said a branchial swab of the sandwich was taken, and their law enforcement partners were contacted to see if that was something that they would analyze. Their partner suggested a third-party company to analyze the sample. Currently, the investigation has been sent to our detective bureau for further follow-up on the incident, Pride said. After our detective bureau does all of their investigation, they will make the determination if that brachial swab will then be analyzed. Pride said that the original officer who took the complaint reached out to the public health department. Coyne has also been in contact with the Ingham County Health Department, who advised her to put the sandwich in a bag and surround it with ice. The ICHD did not receive or test samples to determine the source of the substance, therefore no report from the ICHD is available, Health Communication Specialist Victoria Coy Kendall said. The ICHD, upon the recommendations from the ELPD, has closed its complaint on the case and no further action from the health department is being taken at this time. On that day, Coyne posted a video to TikTok, which collected 2.1 million views by the time of publication. In the video, she explains what happened and asks for advice on her situation. Subway spokesperson Carson Anderson said in an email to the state news that health and food safety is taken extremely seriously. He said as soon as a restaurant was made aware of the situation, the franchise worked with local authorities, including the police and health department, to look into the alleged claim. On Monday, September 12th, the local health department released its inspection report, concluding that the remnants seen on the sandwich wrapper were chocolate from a cookie and the case has since been closed, Anderson said in an email. The smell, the texture, what it looks like, It's not a cookie, Coyne said. Coyne said she does not want to place blame on the subway workers who were there that night, since she knows that it could have been an accident. However, she described her interaction with the workers as off-putting. Coyne said her next steps will be getting in contact with the third-party lawyer recommended to her by ASMSU and hopefully sending a new sample out to a third-party lab. Her desire, she said, has never been to get money from the situation. For our second headline, focusing on city news, updates for the shooting that occurred Sunday early morning on MAC Avenue 
Gabrielle Osborne said she heard gunshots, but since the shots weren't that loud, she thought they were fireworks. Osborne resides at Howland House, a Spartan housing cooperative, which is located down the street from the scene of Sunday's shooting that left a person hospitalized, ELPD recently confirmed in a release. It is not clear what the nature of injury is at this time. As of today, several suspects continue to remain at large after the shooting. From Osborne's bedroom window, she had view of how the situation unfolded, specifically the emergency services response. There was only one ambulance that came. I saw them pull the victim out, Osborne said. There wasn't a lot of blood. It definitely was worse than I could see, but it wasn't as chaotic medically as I would have expected. Osborne said she could hear the injured person's friends talking amongst themselves after she was taken by the ambulance, seemingly unconcerned about their friend's plight. Around the same at Harper's Restaurant and Brew Pub, Julia Smith was surprised to see employees suddenly shut the door, turn the lights off, and cut the music. My friends and I didn't even hear any guns or anything, but other people did. Then all of the staff started rushing everyone downstairs to the basement, Smith said. There was just like a lot of commotion, a lot of yelling. It was one of the scariest moments of my life. After the evacuation, many patrons decided to stay downtown despite warnings from police, Smith said. Members of the public with information about the incident are asked to contact Sergeant Tony Fuller at 517-319-6876. For our final headline of the week, former Broad College of Business Dean Sanjay Gupta resigned on August 12th. The Board of Trustees recently hired an outside legal counsel to dig deeper. Amid the chaos of discussion over President Samuel L. Stanley Jr.'s contract, some controversy has surrounded Gupta's resignation. It was reported by Crane's Detroit Business that an intoxicated business school professional at an MBA college event touched at least one student in an inappropriate manner while dancing. Gupta failed to report this incident to the university when it occurred. According to Cranes, 18 days following the MBA event, Gupta told MSU faculty members his colleague resigned due to accepting a job at another academic institution. Gupta told university officials that he knew about the job prior to the incident at the event and that the two were unrelated. He shared this employee chose to step down for a different reason. The reason stated in the Crane's article was the individual needed to tend to some family health situations and lecture and consult without the pressures of a tenured faculty position at MSU, according to the Office for Faculty and Academic Staff Affairs. The individual reported for sexual misconduct's leave was overturned on June 29th, 10 months prior to the original date. While they received no pay, MSU health benefits are still in place. Thank you for joining us for The State, produced by the State News and Impact 89FM. You can find us online at statenews.com and impact89fm.org, and we'll be back next week with more.